Hello and welcome to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I am the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington, and I'm so excited you're joining me again as we take this devotional walk through the New Testament. Now, these videos, they accompany Valley's New Testament Bible reading plan, where we, every weekday, we read a, a, another chapter of the New Testament. And so these videos are meant to kind of supplement that a little bit, help you to think a little bit more deeply, and maybe apply the scripture a little bit more faithfully to your life. Now, today we are in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 is an intense chapter. There's a lot going on here and you can almost say, well, how do I apply this devotionally? And so here's what I want to do for our time together today. I want to start by giving you, uh, us a few thoughts to help us understand what is Jesus talking about here? What, what is his point? And then I want to land in a spot that is hopefully um, gives us some hope and some humility when we think about the end times. Now that said, um, Jesus here, a few opening thoughts. Jesus here, uh, I, I don't think he's speaking to the church. I think he's speaking to God's program for Israel. And I recognize there's probably some listeners who have different opinions about that. But but here's what I'm going to say. I don't have the time to necessarily lay out all of what I think the, under, the scripture describes for the end times. That would take much more than a 10-ish minute devotional. But what I am going to do is I'm going to link four sermons that I've preached on the end times from two different series. So we, as a church, we walk through the Apostles' Creed asking the question, does this creed teach what the scripture says? And so there's there's two messages here from the creed. One is on Jesus' return and the other is on the resurrection. And so I want to encourage you uh, to, to check those out. Also, we preach through 1 Thessalonians, which has a handful of passages about the end times. And so those videos will be linked here also called On Track um, with the End Times Part 1 and Part 2. And so if this video kind of whets your appetite for the end times and you're curious about some other things that the scripture teaches, uh, go and check those out and email me your questions and let's, let's have a conversation. But that said, Matthew 24, what is going on here? What is going on here? Well, Jesus and his disciples, they are walking by Herod's temple. Now Herod was a he he was a prolific and very productive architect. He he built lots of things and one of his crowning achievements was the, this Jewish temple, Herod's temple and and this was meant to be obviously a place of worship but also it was meant to be a place of uh, a symbol of his accomplishment and his pride. And uh, he actually had hopes it, it would last longer than the Egyptian pyramids. I mean, this was this was meant to be awesome and, and a great thing to be looked at. And so Jesus and his disciples, they're walking by it. And, and let, let's start with just um, chapter 24, verse 2. It says, but he, Jesus, he answered them. You see all these things? Or do you see all these? Do you do you not? <laughs> Sorry. It says, truly, I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. There will not be one stone left on this temple that will not be thrown down. And this is, this is something that would be crazy for the disciples to hear because they are seeing this thing that it had been, uh, construction began 50 years beforehand and it was massive and it was, it was solid. They expected this thing to last basically till the the end of the age, right? And so when Jesus says this thing's going to be torn down, uh, their theological awareness begins to kick in. Because the Jewish people, they, they saw the world in, in two ages. 
the first age was the present age, which where was where they would be basically kind of ruled by the Gentiles. And, and then the second age would be the coming of the Messiah to, to usher in the rule uh, for Israel and really usher in the Messianic kingdom where, where God's promises to his people Israel would begin to be fulfilled. And so the Jewish people, they're in the present age, they're awaiting the Messiah, and the, the changing of the age is going to happen, not just with the, this Messiah coming, but it, it also is going to be indicated by the, the conclusion of God's judgment over the people of Israel. And so you see this in, in passages like Zechariah, where they're expecting the, the end of the age, and they're expecting judgment. And so you see um, this Zechariah 14, and you can even go back to chapter 12, the first few verses, where it's talking about this coming destruction. And then the end of this destruction, verse 3, it says, Then, then the Lord will go out and fight among those nations as when he fights on the day of battle. Verse 5, the end of it. Then the Lord my God will come, and all the holy ones with him. And so this is giving this indication of of the end times in this restoration, this messianic kingdom being ushered in. This is this preceded by great destruction, great judgment over the people of Israel, and then it ushers in this this coming of the new age, the messianic age, the age when when God's promises to Israel would be fulfilled. And so the disciples are thinking, okay. Jesus, are you talking about the end? Are you talking about, the, the, is it coming? Is the final judgment and then this ultimate victory of, of Israel, is it coming? And Jesus continues in and, and he, he continues to describe um, what they should expect. And so verses three through seven of Matthew 24. As, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Now, we can keep going here, but, but I want us to stop here, and I want us to notice a little bit first. Um, I want us to, first of all, notice the difference between the first coming of Jesus and the second coming of Jesus. I mean, this text, it, it, it anticipates Jesus is going to come again. He says, people are going to rise up saying, I am the Christ, right? Oh, there he is. He's over there. And, and there will be all these rumors of wars and, 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 and earthquakes and all of this. And, and what's going on here is... is First of all, we need to understand Jesus' first coming is different than his second coming. Maybe this is where we go back to that sermon on Jesus' return if you want to go and listen to that. But, But then the rest of this chapter, it really fleshes out the idea of this tribulation, of this tribulation for the world and specifically the the end up what's going to be judgment for Israel. And so I want to transition into thinking about how Jesus continues to talk about this this tribulation. And this is the expectation the Jewish people had as they were longing for this this messianic kingdom. And so what we find in the rest of this chapter is is a large part the description of this destruction, of this tribulation. In fact, look at verse 15. Jesus gives us some clues here. Verse 15 says, So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel, clue in there, Standing in the holy place, Jesus says, let the reader understand. Well, let the reader understand what? Jesus is drawing our attention to the book of Daniel, where we're actually 
learning about this this coming tribulation. Daniel 27 or 927. And he shall make a strong covenant with many for one week, and for half of the week he shall put an end to the sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate until the decree end is poured out on the desolator. Now, we could go down a deep, deep rabbit hole here. We can go down a deep, deep rabbit hole, but the point that I want us to connect is Jesus in Matthew 24. He's talking about this tribulation that, that has to do with the end times. It has to do with the Antichrist and the false prophet, the deception uh, of the people and of the nations and of the abomination of desolation, the setup of false worship during during this tribulation period, this, this seven-year end time tribulation period where the church, I would argue, is absent from the world. Wish I had time to make that argument right now. Go and watch some of those videos if you're curious. This is this is big picture. What is going on in Matthew 24? If your head's not spinning already, I'm, you know, let's keep going. I guess I, I don't know what to say. Uh, but where I want to land? Okay, we understand the context. We understand there's a lot going on here, having to talk about judgment and the end times, the second coming of Christ, the tribulation, all of this. Devotionally, what do we what do we look for here? Devotionally, what? What should we take away as those who are part of the church and those who are in Christ with this text today? Here's where I want us to land today. Here's what I want us to see. Go to, back to Matthew 24. Look at verse 14. This is, a, this is a, a verse that's quoted a lot in mission organizations and in, in moments where we're preaching about missions and sharing the gospel and sending missionaries. And I'll tell you what. Sending missionaries and giving to mission organizations and being part of world evangelism, absolutely we should be part of that as a church. But well, let's start by listening to what this text says. Here's what it says. And the gospel, Jesus is speaking, and the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And then the end will come. Jesus says the gospel is going to be proclaimed the whole world is going to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and then the ultimate end will come. Notice what he says. He says, the gospel will be proclaimed. He doesn't say, you must go and proclaim the gospel. There are other places that talk about that. But I want us to understand, Jesus is not saying that the church is going to usher in the end through worldwide evangelistic efforts. You ever wondered how, how this is going to come about? You ever wonder how we're going to end up reaching every nation, how the gospel is going to be proclaimed in the most desolate places? Listen, we should be working hard to make sure that we are getting that gospel message there. But but you know that God ends up, he ends up completing his program the same way he ends up being the one who saves us. I mean, how were you saved? How were you saved? How much work did you contribute to your salvation? How much effort did you put in to you being changed from spiritually dead to spiritually alive? The answer is none. By grace, you and I have been saved. So if you and I don't save ourselves, do you really think God's going to put the, the salvation plan for worldwide evangelism into our hands when, we, when we're not even able to save ourselves? He gives us a task, but, but ultimately it's God just like ultimately it's God who saves us, ultimately it's God who sees the completion of the work to the ends of the earth. Uh, I'm amazed by this passage in Revelation chapter 14. Revelation 14, 6 says this. It says, Then I saw another angel, John's vision, flying directly overhead with 
an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. Now, listen carefully. Hear me well. Hear me clearly. Do we strive to make sure all the nations hear the gospel? Absolutely. We have the responsibility to disciple our neighbor and the nations. We have the responsibility to share the gospel as often as possible with grace and truth. This is our God-given call. This is, this is the mission of the church. We should always be pushing the envelope to, to share the gospel far and wide. But at the end of the day, God is the one who sees it to completion. Just like your salvation, do you have a responsibility for moral living? Absolutely. Do you have a responsibility for holiness? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, God is faithful. He will see you through to the day of Christ Jesus. This both and is an ultimately God's work. You and I, we strive, we strive to be holy, yes. And we strive to to share the gospel with as many as we can. Never stop sharing. But here's the hopeful moment. When we fail, when we fall on our face, when when the, the workers in international parts of the world get kicked out of a country and that country closes itself to the gospel and we feel like there's nothing more we can do when we've failed or we're discouraged, God is faithful. God is faithful and he will bring the gospel to every nation in his timing. This is... I guess the ancient way for our modern day right now. It's really to see God's got a plan for the end. His plan will be seen through perfectly. And you and I, we should be faithful every moment of every day to work toward those ends. But but listen, ultimately, God is faithful. He is sovereign. He will, he will bring about his end times plan in his way, in his timing. Nothing's gonna interfere. So I think we can take hope in God. We can hope in him for our salvation, for our holiness, and for the salvation of the world. Well, I, I hope this was encouraging. I know this was a, a challenging passage of scripture. There's a lot going on here. As I mentioned earlier, if, if, if you're interested, listen to some of those sermons. Reach out to me. Send me an email. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about this if you have questions. But thank you, and, and I hope you come back tomorrow as we continue to walk through the New Testament devotionally.